Tales from the Tavern was recorded in front of a live Twitch audience. I'm Commander Shepard, and Tales from the Tavern is my favorite stream on Twitch. Everybody's cheersing back here. We're back and we're all so excited. I took last week off uh, because I was out of town. And so we're all very excited to be here. So we were all just showing off our various mugs and cups and everything. Uh, so welcome back to Tales from the Tavern, everyone. It's great to see you all here. We're so excited to have you join us. And um, we're going to start right off. We're going to have everybody uh, introduce themselves and uh, tell us a little about who they are and where they're from. And then we will... Uh, <laughs> Hi, Shan. Um, and uh, and uh, then I will explain a little about how the stream works if you've never been here before. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna start right off with one of the one of the people who's never been here before, Gliza. Tell us a little about who you are and uh, what you do. I'm a writer, I am a streamer, um, I'm a tabletop roleplay performer. Um, for my podcast, I have two currently running classical adventures. For one, it is um, it is a podcast where I read about classical books and then I break it down, um, you know, just see how the impact that it has in all of media today. And then I also have Chewing Gum for the Brain where I am a co-host with two other people. One is a therapist and one is a linguist uh, communication something the word is gone from my head but what we do all three of us is we watch um reality tv and they say a lot of smart stuff and i'm the one that goes yeah that one was really funny um because <laughs> i am the trash panda that just enjoys watching reality tv um i'm also a writer i write audio dramas and i'm a manga reviewer at the geekly grind where i um review different kinds of mangas i was on break for about a couple of months but I'm back now, so check it out every Wednesday and Sunday mornings. There's a new manga review coming out from me. Um, like I said, I'm also a streamer. Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv uh, forward slash classical Gliza. I stream different kinds of things, mostly just uh, video games that has romance in it. If it doesn't have any romance, I'm not playing it. Uh, basically, the the the, ga the the day and the... Uh, what's the word? The segment that I call it is Romance Me, You Coward. Um, and I also, I also read yes. books on there. Um, and then I have uh, tabletop stuff where I am on almost every day 
of the week except for Tuesdays. Um, but hey, yesterday was uh, Lords of Faerun's final uh, episode for season one where, spoilers, I think I died? But we'll find out in season two. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm everywhere. Uh, find me on bio.link forward slash classical Gliza. Whew, I'm tired. Wow, that was... <laughs> Damn. Shit. Well, okay. Uh, Remind me not to have you on with, like, Big Bees, who also has a list about this long of yeah. the stuff that he does. So. <laughs> oh, Bigs. What a, um, I love hero. That was great. Actually, and it totally made me laugh uh, on top of the fact that it was funny. When I was in college, we kept a quote book, right? Because you all say funny stuff when you're in college. And um, <laughs> one of the things my, my roommate was playing Final Fantasy IX. And... It was like one of like the touchy feely romantic scenes and I come walking in and what do I do? I bust out going computer animated sex. That's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> and she looked I mean, at me and she just goes, get out. <laughs> get out. Oh man. You have removed so, me from this story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was never allowed to watch her play Final Fantasy IX again. Okay. (laughs) 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 All right. So that brings us to David. (laughs) Hello. Hello. I I I don't know how to follow Gliza there. That was that was amazing. (laughs) Uh, Hello, everybody. My name is David Tilstra. I am the dungeon master uh, for the wow uh, D and D actual play D and D five E actual play podcast from afar podcast. Uh, Our current story is the quest for Atlantis. Uh, we release mo- we release episodes every other Monday. Uh, we stream vig- videos, James, on Wednesdays over at twitch.tv slash podcast. And then I do playthroughs of games that nobody wants to see every other Friday. Um, uh, same same place. Uh, I do some voice acting here and there. Uh, trying to do more of that. So if you want a voice, I have a voice. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, if, yeah, we just we we exist just to try to make people smile, and that's that's the that's the whole whole bag whole bag of beans. If you caught some of the tales from the tavern episodes near the start of the new year, then you heard David's voice in the very awesome trailer for the Disaster Hamsters Two Kickstarter. Oh yeah, <laughs> we showed that, <laughs> that quite a really lot. Well, <laughs> oh, I mean, you got, it's a great a great supplement. That's a uh, yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to their return to Kickstarter. Hopefully, they have. Uh, more success this go around so yeah yeah kickstarter is a tough tough one it is it is mm-hmm. uh emily tell us a little about yourself sure hi i'm emily uh my the show that i'm on is critical drinking which uh is uh, a show where we play tabletop rpgs uh mostly 5e but uh we definitely have done our fair share of one shots um and there are rules to play it as a drinking game um I, I, in some ways, I think uh, I might be the wrong representative to be here because uh, <laughs> due, due to the fact that I have bipolar 2, I can't drink. So, I work out instead. Huh. Um, wow. <laughs> we, 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 uh, sure. we, we raised some money for uh, Ukraine aid today, and um, my arms are so sore from doing bicep curls. <laughs> Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I bet. Oh my gosh! What a what a cool like alternative. Like I like that. That I'm gonna work out. You guys can get drunk. I'm gonna work out. Yeah. <laughs> like that's super cool. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Thank you. 
I hate um, both but... of those things. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good that punishment. Was my thought. Yeah, I, I was like, it, it has to be something that uh, will will be entertaining to watch me struggle through. Um, and I, uh, I I consider myself to be a rather nerdy individual. I don't do <laughs> the sports ball or the the exercises. Uh, so definitely, uh, you know, I, I'm on the struggle bus, but it's it's always like a, a, a pleasure, especially because certainly I'm sure there are plenty of people in the audience who, uh, you know, don't drink or don't want to play a drinking game. And if they do want to play along in some capacity, uh, I, I am happy to be the designated driver who has another option. Um, outside of that, uh, I am an actor. Uh, a lot of my uh, earlier background was in performing Shakespeare. Um, I got my master's degree in acting and I really focused on uh, like improvised comedy, Commedia dell'arte, which is um, an improvised form of theater from the 1400s that still informs uh, like cartoons and sitcoms and everything else today. Um, and those skills transfer exceedingly well to tabletop RPGs, as it turns out. <laughs> um, you know, in some, and it's funny because I was trying to like explain to someone, I was like, it's just really good shorthand. You're like, oh, this person needs to be sneaky. You're like, oh, Brigella. Okay, great. And you just have like a couple of like things. It's like, okay, well, be sneaky, be catty, and and one or two very specific fetishes. You're you're done. Um, yeah. So that's that's the the general <laughs> gist for me. I I did some voice acting in a podcast uh, recently, um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And I have an audition for Romeo and Juliet that I need to record tonight. So oh I, my gosh, good I'm, luck. Wait, I, at the American Shakespeare, like at the Shakespeare Center downtown? Oh, no, uh, this one, the one that I'm auditioning for, it would be in New York. Uh, oh, shit. Mm. I mean, oh, heck. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, well, I mean, uh, it's, it, it would be. I'm not. I'm not being looked at for uh, anybody who's too vocal in that play. I'd mostly be just like... Uh, the, the character that I'm being looked at for, I'd mostly just be like, oh, that is bad. <laughs> <laughs> a pox upon thee. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I am saddest. <laughs> Alas. <laughs> Alas. The saddest oh, no, y'all. <laughs> oh, no, y'all. <laughs> oh, no, y'all. Um, yeah, y'all. so that's, that's the general. Oh. Y'all. Y'all. <laughs> Kind of a good name for a character, actually. Yolf. Yolf. Yeah. Yolf. Write it down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> meow. Southern Meowth. Southern Meowth. Southern Meowth. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no, they're twins. You have Meowth and Yolf. Yolf. <laughs> Me and you. Team Spaceship's blasting off again. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Awesome. Well, uh, you'll have to keep us posted on how that audition goes so we can yeah. all come out Thank and support you. you. Yay! Thank you so much. I, I will. I will have to. Yes, please do. All right. Uh, Ella. All right. I am Ella Harper. I'm the Geeky Seamstress. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sewing Geekiness. I'm on Instagram at the underscore geeky underscore seamstress. Um, my company is Gear Gaming 365. Um, we have our own campaign that's the word um that we are playing we've been going through under mountain um and that is on youtube at gear gaming 365 um and then 
We do public play events, obviously not right now for obvious reasons, but um, <laughs> we usually do that. Um, I also uh, make things, all kinds of things, uh, dice bags, tote bags, cosplay, everything in between. So um, all of those creations are on our website at www.geargaming365.com. Um, that gives you everything you need to know about us as a company, and our shop is there as well. Yay! Um, yeah, yeah. I am doing more collaborations. Actually, my redacted post that everybody saw um, is something that's coming up on Tuesday. Ooh, I'm going to say it. Um, so uh, look out for that this week. I can't say much else because um, it's not uh, out there yet. But stay tuned for that. It's going to be really super, 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 super awesome. So. Yay, I'm excited for you. I can't wait. And uh, there's a chance that Ella and I may have been talking about creating some Tales from the Tavern themed dice bags. So yes. <laughs> we're, we're starting to Ooh. talk about that. So yeah, there may be uh, dice bags in our future with uh, either the logo or the, the little mug, uh, that emote that we have on it. So yeah. Or both. Who knows? We can, we can go crazy. Who knows? Or hey, no los dos. <laughs> It's a thing I can do. Um, that's it's uh, a thing I can collaborate on. So if anybody wants their logo on a dice bag, let me know. That's awesome. I'm excited. Um, or yeah, chat just said or one with Steve. Steve is my is my red dragon. If you haven't met him yet, he's, he's my he's my channel my channel <laughs> yeah. icon. Um, yeah. All right. And Amber. <laughs> Hello everyone. Hi, I'm Amber, uh, also known as the Space Jamber on Twitter. Um, oh my god, Zeal, you're so sweet. <laughs> um, you might also know me as the TTRPG Swiss Army Knife because like Gliza, I do pretty much everything. Um, I stream, I podcast, I edit. Um, I actually edit indie TTRPGs. That's kind of like my main gig. Um, I obviously play games. I like If it's related to TTRPGs, I probably do it in some kind. Um, I'm also um, recently on the board of FIG, uh, which is the Foundation for Inclusivity in Gaming, um, dedicated to decolonizing the TTRPG space to make it a more welcoming an inclusive um, space for um, primarily creative uh, creators of color and LGBTQ plus uh, creators in the space. So really glad to represent Fig as well. Um, I guess the big things that I'm here to talk about are um, on Tuesdays, I have my TTRPG, um, TTRPG study hall, which is my, um, my like, cozy collaborative um productivity stream where these i work on the 60 million projects that i work on at any given time but you know we often have several other creators in um hanging out with us to have like three three and a half hours a week of just focused work to to you know bounce ideas off of each other and get to know each other a little bit better and actually create like a space that's about you know coming together collabor collaboratively um, oh yeah, Patch, thank you. Yeah, the study hall is an excellent resource. Thank you. Yeah, I, I try really hard. Um, you know, and also, you know, my um, cinder block of a cat, Obi, shows up too. <laughs> um, we love it. Um, yeah, and then on Thursdays, I just do like a little 
uh, cozy knitting stream, and then which is you know it's it's just cozy. And then on Saturdays, generally I um, I stream The Sims, The Sims Four. I'm doing the Parks and Recreation Legacy Challenge where I'm playing through with Ron Swanson right now. Um, <laughs> but, um, but um, I also um, uh, host one-shot TTRPGs as well, or like small-shot campaigns. So we've done Visigoths versus Mogoths, Alice is Missing, I am planning Monster of the Week um, and Monster Hearts, um, and we're probably going to do Necrobiotic too um, in the coming weeks as well. Um, so. Uh, and Coven by Ethan Reynolds. So we're just we're just up to a lot of fun stuff. Um, come check me out. Um, you can find links to everything at thespacejamber.cool. Um, that's kind of like my hub for everything. So thanks for having me for my third time, Luna. I'm so excited. I know you're gonna be caught up with, with all these. Am- soon. <laughs> I know. I'm just listen. I- I'm just so excited to be with all these people. Like I've been like several folks. have just been like. Hello. <laughs> for for a while, and I'm just. Hello. <laughs> it's like a Yay. callback to the '90s. It's like that show, Home Improvement. Nelson over the yes. wall. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, that that was the exact <laughs> reference I was going for. Nice. Future. I got you. Um, all right. So. If you are new to the stream and have not been here before, let me tell you a little about how this works. So basically, everything that we talk about tonight comes from questions from chat. So if you have a question for anybody here, it can be any any TTRPG-related question, systems we've played, characters, uh, you know, what do we think about this issue when DMing, if we have trouble at the table, anything like that, um, you know, feel free to drop that in chat. Moderators are standing by, and we'll make sure that we see that, and so we can, uh, we can have a little discussion about it. If you've been around for a little while and you've got some channel points racked up, we have the Ask My Question Next feature using a thousand channel points. We can have your question bumped up to the top one in the queue. So that's available for you as well. It's available three times every night. So, um, you know, if you see that a bunch of questions get get put in and you want to make sure that yours gets answered, feel free to use that. Okay. So we have already gotten in a question from chat. So we'll, we'll start right in with that one. And, um, and this question comes in from the Ink Den. And the question is, do you have a story where a player wants or needs to leave a game or campaign? What is the best way to have their character leave? Whoa. So we're going to dive right in with the big Um, stuff. Let me just take these gloves (laughs) off real quick. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Well. Wow, that's a big one. I mean. Yeah. Thank you for the follow if I could answer uh, what had happened to my um, to in my campaign, I don't DM. Um, I mostly just play a lot. Uh, but one of the things that had happened in one of our campaigns, um, there was uh, one of our players that needed to leave. Um, and what we did, what I did, was um, uh, well, I didn't do it, but my one of my dragons because. In this campaign, we have a lot of dragons. Um, it's called Lords of Faerion, and on Lords of Faerion, there's like dragons everywhere. Um, and we have our own dragon mounts. 
Um, but there's like extra dragons hanging around. So what we did was these dragons, uh, we told them that, hey, they want to find their own space. And that character went with them. And we just wrote that, you know, they went that way. So um, that's what I did on, uh, that's what we did on our campaign when the player had to leave. So it's not, it's not as interesting as I thought it would be. But yeah, there's that. <laughs> Honestly, that, that makes sense though. Because it's like, I feel like having like an elegant story reason to like, it, it, who knows what real world situations are coming up for players. I mean, it's, it's hard enough to schedule D&D yeah. games or TTRPG games and at the best of times. So like throw in life complications and then like you've already committed to something and then you need to find a way to get out of it instead of like shaming the player. Like, oh, I'm going to kill you. And it's like, no, I like, just gracefully this the story has called for it you're you still have an opportunity to come back if you need to or whatever yeah that's that's never happened to me that's never happened to me i haven't had to i haven't had to lose any players yet but i think kind of like what glyza was saying i would just try to find a, a story way to just honor that character cool. still yeah yeah make it yeah. cool still yeah, yeah exactly. we we actually had something in like the first home game that we, i kept going for for like over a year um, <laughs> where a player really ha did something to cause a major falling out with the rest of the party. I mean, it was it was egregious, and um, it, yeah, it was bad. And we, you know, we we could have had plenty of opportunities to say, oh well, heck, this dude, you know, he did this to, you know, I mean, he really showed his asked like we could have done that and just killed his character off off screen and and not like resolved his character but like he was really we knew he was really proud of his character and what his character was doing he was like uh he was like a fighter who was like an undead skeleton and trying to do his best to like help other like undead folks actually like kind of re receive self-actualization after like dying which you know it's actually kind of wholesome it was like I mean, it was talent. I mean, it was acquisitions incorporated, so it was going to be like a little bit more of like a little lighthearted kind of thing. <laughs> so, um, you know, we were able to like give his character like a really like nice send off. Like, oh yeah, he was able to start like an actual support group within like Ack Inc for like other, um, you know, undead folks to find comfort. You know, he finally retired from like. Uh, he finally retired from, um, you know, field work and just found comfort, you know, staying in. So, yeah, we could have been real dick butts about it, but <laughs> we, you know, <laughs> given, listen, uh, it was bad. But 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 I think handling it with grace, actually, like, and and going back to tell him, like, hey, this is how we kind of tied things up with Brom, you know it did open up, like, give him that door of saying, hey, if you do apologize for what you did, like, you can always come back. So I think that's kind of, like, the best way we could have resolved that. It's tough. I think it, yeah. Yeah. I think it really just comes down to the party and the DM um, and how... And I, I have only encountered it, I guess, uh, one time that I can think of offhand, but it, it thankfully it wasn't for uh, a reason of someone doing something egregious so much as other life commitments got in the way. Uh, and their character, like, so much of uh, what their character carried with him was needing to find out more about, like, his origin and, and a lot about kind of, like, it, how how he fit in 
to uh, the world of uh, our vampire society and Vampire the Masquerade. Um, and it took place like in uh, ancient Britain along Hadrian's Wall. And he had established very early on that his character was from Ireland. So his character had to go, was call, essentially called back to Ireland, to, to Hibernia. And, uh, it, but it was, it was really cool to see how that core motivation that brought the character there, that explained a lot of that character's actions, was the same core motivation that made it make sense that it was his time to depart. Uh, so that was, I don't know, uh, it's, it's challenging, but definitely uh, a really cool feeling sometimes when you get that a, a satisfying feeling of like it's wrapped up. I've actually been the person that had to leave a party um, for various life reasons. And, and people who have seen this stream a few times probably know the story that I'm going to tell. But for people who haven't, um, so the story basically was uh, I was playing. It was a it was a Savage Worlds of Darkness. It was Savage Worlds and World of Darkness crossover. And so I was playing. My character was a werewolf in a party of. Uh, a vampire, two vampires, a dampier, and a fae. I think that was it. And then a werewolf. And, um, and it was it, basically my character the whole time that she was playing was just like this wicked mega bitch, you know, like why am I here? I don't want to be here. This doesn't make any sense for me to be here. Why should I be helping you? All of that stuff. And, um, and so ultimately when real life sort of got in the way and I had to take a step back from the game, we had a private RP room for the group uh, in, a, in the Discord server. And so that allowed us, because of what we were doing in the game, it allowed us a place to sort of process some of that stuff in character and be able to make it a little bit cleaner for the next episode. And so we used that as my character's exit. And basically what she did is she RP'd, I RP'd the, the leaving of the character, but it happened during a time that the rest of them were all otherwise occupied and didn't realize that she had left. And so when the stream came back the following week, they were all like, holy shit, where is she? <laughs> so it made for kind of a clean break in that regard because it made sense with the story. And basically like she left her gun and a note and that was it. And that was all they had to go on. Um, and so it was, it was tough. It was tough to leave the game, but it was probably one of the cleanest ways that it could have happened because it just fit with everything that had happened up to that point. So yeah, I think kind of what everybody else was saying is if you know if you can make it a clean break and not make anybody feel like guilty or bad for having real life commitments then that's the way to do it <laughs> um i realized i said this never happened to me but i was thinking about it while y'all were answering this literally just happened on my show um we we had to remove one of our like long-term cast members for some pretty serious life stuff. There was some major lines crossed and it, it's interesting that I, I wish it's, it's I'm, I'm glad hearing your story Luna, because I wish we could have had, I wish the players could have had, or I guess the, I wish the characters could have had that sort of closure moment because mm. the way it, it, the stuff happened, like we were on a break and then 
some stuff happened. Then we went on another break because we're like, we just can't really focus on this right now. So like, basically, we, we there was a huge cliffhanger in the story. Uh, the 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 sugar honey iced tea went down. Yeah. And then um, we came back and just one of our characters was was gone and it, it just I feel like we we did the best we could in the story, but I'm I'm a little worried that the the humans who play the characters and the characters never really got that like kind of closure moment like it sounds like you guys did which is really awesome you're able to do that and i'm, I'm just interested to see what i'm hoping that we can navigate that moving forward because yeah. like we all put a little bit of our or a lot of ourselves into each of these characters we play and when real life and the game kind of crosses over it can be painful and and messy and i just hope that well, first of all, I hope that happens to nobody moving forward because it's it's never easy to move to move past that. But I, I hope that if you are, if it does happen, that you you can have like that that uh, situation that Luna had and sort of play through it and get those improv moments out of the way and just yeah. There wasn't really a point to that. I just remembered that I lied and I apologize for that. <laughs> uh, dirty liar. I, I mean. I guess. <laughs> uh, it, it is. It's tough, though, when you have to leave, lose a player for any reason, whether it's because yeah. something that happens that you need to remove them from the table or because you need to make the decision to leave the table. I know for me, I was tough. I was really, really devastated by the whole thing. And mm -hmm. yeah, it was tough. It was really tough. But, you know, what can you do? What can you do? Sometimes we had just... to do that. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, sometimes you just have to pick up and move on. So, yeah, I totally go along with that. I, you know, anybody that knows what happened last year, we lost a player because of that and uh, just killed him, wrote it off and kept going because we wanted to just clean break, leave it like that. Um, but the circumstances behind it were a whole other story. <laughs> so. I mean, sometimes that's the best way to do it, too. It's like you just you just need a quick like. It's gonna be kind of messy, but like just a quick break and moving on. Like you could also just you. Uh, one of the things that was done in another campaign um, that I was a part of, we just basically pretended they never existed. Like it was an alternate universe, and in one way, um, that's great because then you create a different world where, like you know. Like, multiverses were a thing even before the MCU started using it. I'm just saying. <laughs> we had our own multiverses. So that's what we did um, mm -hmm. in that campaign. So, I mean, I guess it just depends on the players and on the people there. Uh, sometimes you want to have a cool ending. Sometimes you want to just pretend that they were never there. So, yeah. yeah. What a... What a good out the gate question, though. Right, I know <laughs> that was good because we, we've gotten the question. Yeah, we've gotten the question a lot about like how do you handle a difficult player, but that was a really good one. I don't think I've ever gotten that question before, so I like it. Good. Well done. Good question. Uh, okay, so let's see. Uh, Wolf's Blood had a question for everyone. What is the oddest item added to any of your campaigns? For example, have you ever had a player spontaneous produce arm length rubber gloves? God damn it, Wolf's Blood. <laughs> oh, Wolf's Blood. What a, what a hero. Julian, what I know, is... is in chat, and I'm pretty sure he knows what's happening right now. <laughs> that was a callback to a Tales from a few weeks ago. If you missed the clip, mm. you need to find it after this. So, <laughs> yeah. 
I'm currently. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> we realized one of the characters um, in our this home game that we play uh, found an axe, and it was given to him. He determined it was plus one. <laughs> And then um, after a battle one time, it uh, took itself over to the creature we had just killed, ate it whole, and then climbed back up onto its back. And we're all just going, wait, what? So it turns out his act is a mimic. And oh. as long as we keep him, <laughs> it can take the form of any weapon he asks it to. And then... Um, as long as we keep it fed, it'll continue to be his weapon, and it's just really a fun take on it, so we're all enjoying that a lot. <laughs> taken. It's pretty fun, I'm not gonna lie, especially if you just killed somebody you weren't supposed to. Quick, get yeah. your axe! <laughs> <laughs> so quick, get away. Yeah, hide the evidence. <laughs> um, um, go, go for it, Gliza. Um... I don't know if it counts as a weird item, but one of the weirdest things I did with an item was when um, we were having a Velociraptor race. Um, nice. That's not even the weird part yet. We're having a Velociraptor <laughs> race, and the the race was you. Basically, the rules of the game was you can do whatever you want as long as you don't harm the Velociraptors. So you could like. Um, slow people down, feed them, whatever. <laughs> I was a warlock with a packed weapon, um, you know, uh, and I asked my DM, hey, can I do this certain thing with my packed weapon where I change it into, um, you know, into a pole vault and just sort of pole vault with my, um, with my Velociraptor in between my thighs and then just sort of like vault all over over everybody. And um, I rolled really well and uh, he allowed it to happen. So in that world, um, my character is known as Thunder, Th Thunder Thighs because I was able to squeeze this, um, without killing it, uh, this Velociraptor and just vault of I didn't win though because I was playing <laughs> I, I should have won but they like they had other powerful stuff but I think personally I should have won just because of that whole thing. That's the mm. weirdest thing I did with a weapon. Do you still know the Velociraptor? Yes. You, oh, you're all um, friends. Good. Good. The Velociraptor and I are friends but it is um it is at the home base so I don't really bring him out. Uh, sure. her name is Blue. Bloom. <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> um, I'm in the test campaign that um, Shane is doing for Fat Magic. If you are aware of Fat Magic and how amazing it is. So, um, so if you're not aware, Fat Magic was a Kickstarter that uh, my buddy Shane ran last year. Um, basically, it's a whole 5e compatible. Well, it's 5e. It's a 5e like campaign book in setting set in this world that's just entirely powered by food magic. And so um, it is rife with the best food puns ever. And like, I was literally <laughs> just going through my notes to fig like to find the best food pun out of all of them. But the one that sticks out like actually happened like today during our, our session where <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing like, I don't want to like give spoilers for the campaign, but like we're doing a jailbreak or whatever. And like in the in the jail that we're in, 
um, there's like a room that has a brewery and um, we have, so uh, Matt from Abyssal Brews plays our Toastmaster bard, um, you know, cheersing everybody to to give everyone like uh, you know anyway so she's like rifling through um all of the you know the entire like brewery that we found and found like a six pack and like of of just like of um oh what is it it's like it, it's like imperial pack ale or it basically the whole thing was a pun on like oh yeah this is a six pack tactics so <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody anybody drinks one of the six beers in the six pack, they get pack, pack tactics for like six hours or something like that. That's it's nice. Yeah, it's the whole campaign settings right with that. It's so mm -hmm. good. There's like a Seven Eleven like Slurpee that like gives you like twenty wisdom for like eight hours if you like fail a con save because you have a brain freeze and so it freezes your brain to make you like more wisdom. <laughs> It's next level genius. So, awesome. if you didn't back Fat Magic, um, when you can pre-order it now. <laughs> really noted. Awesome. Okay, that um, onto my list. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's I so leave good. With a list I of like eight games that I need to go mm. buy after every one of these episodes. It's awful. Um, like I play like a honey cleric, so my so like the whole thing. Not only is it about like you know promoting the community, and we're all like here, we're united. It's it's basically like if you could play a communist as a cleric, but also I get to like I get to like hang out with bees and make like ma make mead and make honey, and like my spiritual weapon is a honey dipper. It's it rules. So, <laughs> so cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Your wounds come. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's, I think, for for at least for from afar, I I try to give my crew lots of cool magic items. I mean, I, I do. Sorry, I, I do give them a lot of magic items. They just never use them, which is that's, very that's very true. atrocious. Like. <laughs> Listening to from afar, yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> They'll like finish a boss fight and then they're like, oh, we had this like broom that can push people like 30 feet I'm like, yeah and they're like that would have been great i'm like yeah oh hey i have a ring <laughs> oh, that well. lets me breathe underwater oh that was yeah. smart huh <laughs> oh, yeah no that was yeah well, that, yeah <laughs> i gave i gave so the quest for atlantis is all pirate shipped and sea based episode one i give them three rings one of them was a ring of water walking water breathing and um uh swim speed something wild like that and they, they were like, cool rings! And just like 30, 40, 50 episodes later, they were like, they're underwater doing something. And one of the players gets his like scuba tank ripped off, but he happened to be wearing the ring. And I was like, good thing that was the ring of water breathing. He's like, I don't have a ring of water breathing. I'm like, you had it since day one. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I wish I had more cool stories about magic items. My dudes just don't use them. <laughs> um... Which is silly. A magic item uh, that we have uh, in in our campaign right now in Critical Drinking is, uh, well, it was at one point uh, a dead fae, but now it is a, a skeleton puppet that um, our, our character that is a, a clown <laughs> uses and manipulates, uh, and and the the skeleton is called Marjorie. Oh my gosh. And, uh, 
Marjorie is terrifying. <laughs> is it I bad mean, that all um, I can think of is Jeff Dunham? Oh, oh I never even thought <laughs> of that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think I'm trying to remember like what the what it was that like Marjorie sort of started as because there was like Marjorie Mark One that was a like a, a puppet made of bones, but then there was a horrendous fire at the circus. Himbo the clown uh, needed a new a new Marjorie it was was bereft without Marjorie um my character having a dead fae and not really knowing what to do with it especially being a, a barbarian and uh as 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 uh stereotypically not the brightest uh, uh you know I've seen some clever barbarians in my day but uh in this particular case his name is Tyler and he's not he's not bright uh, he was just like would this help you make a new skeleton <laughs> Um, but yeah, also, my, my screen is malfunctioning. I, I might, uh, if I refresh, will it throw everything off? It might, but if you pop right back on, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't last very long. <laughs> Ooh, we're about okay. to get new names. Uh-oh. David's going to take my seat around. again. I'm going to do it. I, I am now Luna. Nope. It didn't happen. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you wanted it to, man. I wanted it. I want to rule the stream. <laughs> Someday, someday, you too could be as powerful as me. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. With that amount of power, that's a, that's a large amount of power. That's a large amount of power. Uh, yes, all right. Uh, did everybody get a chance to answer that? That wanted to. <laughs> all right. Uh, Zeal Zaddy had a question. How do you Hi, incorporate uh, character backstories into your campaign story arcs if you use story arcs? Coming out with all the big questions. Yeah, yeah. These, yeah. These are great. Uh, man, that is that is a. I um, feel like I mean. Oh, sorry, go for it. No, you go for it. I, I I I'm gonna tell you a secret. I did not know where my sentence was going until. <laughs> well, okay then. Um, so I like I said, I'm mostly a player. I don't really DM uh, as much. But one of the things um, that my uh my background was used by my dm was uh on two campaigns actually they made um my nemesis the main bad guy of the story um and it start it's aliza pearl uh from lords of faerun well she's she's done a lot of other things but she was our dm for lords of faerun and uh from from the beginning of the episode she started planting this story that she had gotten from my character she um and the way she built it up she was still able to uh tell the story with um with the other characters backstories where we explored different places but the way she maneuvered my like throwaway uh wizard that was just chasing me for whatever reason she made that wizard like just an overarching like enemy that would just pop in and out like little little hints that you would get that there's somebody after um my character and that it would put everybody else in danger um she turned that into the 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 story's big bad and it was so satisfying it felt so good uh to have that happen and then in another game that i also played in um i was only a guest um but the way uh the way the storyteller used um my character and my character's parents 
it was really nice because they turned it into like the main bad guy as well. I feel like a lot of my characters connection somehow turns out into a big bad. I don't know what that says about me as a player and as a character and as a writer, but I feel like something is telling me that I should write big bads for somehow because it gives people inspiration. But I think that's a really cool way to like make the world, you know, exciting for your characters, uh, for your players. If you take a little bit of, you know, the little throwaway things that I didn't even realize that she was going to do that until until she did it in the first thing. So it was really cool. So if you're a DM, just, you know, take little tidbits of the backstories and make it into a big thing. There's literally nothing I've found that's more satisfying as a player and as a DM. As like, it, from a DM to player perspective, it's like knowing your, your players' backstories or your characters' backstories, and then be, being able to like, to sprinkle something in just so just so that one character knows. They're like, wait, what was that symbol? Wait, what was that person's name? Like just having them like pick up on like the little the little breadcrumbs just to like like having that emotional connection, emotional reaction is. Like, there's there's a there's a quote that I've heard from someone I forget who it was, but it's um, what is it? Uh, people care about what they help create, and people are responsible when they care. So it's like, if you can like, if you can find a way, like you were saying, if you can find a way to sprinkle in or just do any sort of like, little bit of backstory in integration from your 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 players, like, first of all, it makes your job easier as a DM. Second of all, it will like just crank up the knob on like investment with your players if like you can be like oh and then the the cult of the of the dragon skull one of the members is here in the room and like whoa the, what do i do like it just <laughs> it, i don't it's yeah it it's very fun i think it's i think it's difficult to achieve well but i think it's it's necessary for eat for 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 like any good group collaborative storytelling is like the dm has the story the overarching story they're trying to say and then all the players have brought their additions to it, and like, just just take some time, like find a way to weave it in, like maybe change some of your backs, your overarching story, like if if you do have a cult or whatever, and then someone else has a cult in their story, it's like oh like we, I could that can be interchangeable, or like like you were saying like if if the big bad if you don't really have like a full idea for a big bad, or if someone in their backstory has like someone really similar to your big bad, or like just someone cooler than your big bad, be like yeah, <laughs> take this it. is it now. Yeah, like they, like I feel like players do that on purpose to be like, like oh, I hope the DM picks up on this. Like, yeah. So that was basically I'm disagreeing with what you're saying, Glaza. Is it? There, there was this meme where um it was a bunch of like players. Uh, it's it's a cartoon. It's like um and it it was a bunch of players talking about how the DM was so fantastic in like creating and building the story and whatever. And then on the next panel, it was just the DM going. Yeah, was, yeah, sure. That's what I was planning all along. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's true. I think a lot yeah. of DMs are just like that. They're like, "Oh yeah, that's mm -hmm. exactly it." Oh yeah, you got me. Yep. <laughs> well, that was one thing I was gonna say earlier. I feel like one of one of the ways I found with the DMing I've done, like the, I think the question was, how do you integrate characters' backstories, backstories into yeah. the into the story? Yeah. I feel like if you just let your characters, your players, like kind of have the floor for a second, they'll like naturally start moving the story towards their backstory and start putting in bits of their backstory. So if you just like take a step back and listen, then you're like, oh yeah, you're trying to get at this thing that you were talking about. Cool. I can weave that in. And like, so I think if you, 
I think for me that one of the best ways I've found a way to do it is just just listen for a second. <laughs> like that's it. Um, be quiet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think as as somebody else too who's who's a perpetual player, never DM. Um, I find it to be more engaging for me when the DM is willing to weave in backstories, but you never really know when it's going to happen. Um, I find that it makes it much more like I am much more engaged in the story that's going on because I'm like, this sounds vaguely like something that could have happened in my character's backstory. Maybe this is going to lead to something related. And then it'll be like, no, it's like the other guy, you know, in the party who did something really similar or whatever. But, um, you know, it's <laughs> Alex, like never DM can't relate, but he's a professional DM for anybody who didn't know that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, I just find it to be a much more, um, a much more engaging way to stay involved when I know that something that might be related to my character could come up at any given time and I never know when to expect it. I've, I've had a couple of DMs who were really, really good at weaving that stuff in. They were like, you know, it, we were having party that was like, you know, investigating, uh, holy crap, thank you. <laughs> thank you guys. Um, there's a hype train going. Awesome, awesome. Hey. Yes, choo-choo. <laughs> Love Choo -choo. it. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, it was, it was one of those things where like, you know, we were finding out that like villagers were going missing or whatever. And so we mm -hmm. went out to try to rescue a few of them. Oh, and it just so happens that one of the villagers you rescued is the, uh, is Luna's character's brother and who happened to be a resident of that city, which is what had brought her to the town in the first place. So, yeah, so it was, um, it, you know, stuff like that I just think is always a great way to, you can use that both to engage your players, but also to progress the story, like to have a, a way to progress the story. Cause now I have a close connection to somebody who knows what's intimately knows what's going on in the community. So, yeah. yeah. It, and it raises the stakes too. Yeah. Something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's one of the things I think is most exciting about TTRPGs is like it's group storytelling. So like, yeah, you might think you have like the coolest story in the world, but then like as soon as you get the other players involved, like it's going to change no matter what. And if you if you're just listening and active enough, you you'll catch those changes and be able to change your story with it, and then it just becomes this personal thing that's just really fun. Not only that, but like, I mean, you might think that you have the greatest story in the world, but you don't know until you actually sit down with you know, four or five other people who also think they have the greatest story in the world yeah. and what they create could be, you know, could be greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. So, Absolutely. I mean, that's, yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely agree with you there. Yeah. Every, every single time I, it's funny, a lot of my players are like, I'm so sorry, I derailed the story. I'm like, no, you just made it better. Like, <laughs> like you've, by just casting this wild spell or dimension dooring or whatever, like, You've made this story better. Like, don't apologize for that. Like, we're we're all active in this. Like, please, like, keep keep doing that. Like, that, that that's one of the things I love about DMing is like you, you kind of have the easiest job in in one sense of it because you're like, I just get to pick and choose the best parts of all these stories. Yeah. <laughs> Put it into this. As uh, Shannon chat just said, I keep telling people I am the rails. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. You merely adopted the rails. I was born into <laughs> Molded by it. 
with our powers where we're going we don't need rails here are the rails I'll just stop now no no keep going keep going this is great oh lord yes David I just I just want to say I feel like we haven't given it enough love but Glaza, your jacket is phenomenal. Yes. Oh, so good. I just want to so good. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to show it off again. Um, yeah, show this it is, off. This is my dragon. Yes. Uh, yes. This is my dragon <gasps> hoodie. And I wear it whenever I'm nervous. Um, or I... So th that's what this is. And it has scales... Um, it, it's also it also comes as a skirt like it has a skirt I have a skirt of it upstairs um, and I just haven't like I don't really need to wear it when I'm on stream because you don't see the bottom part but yeah um, one day I'm gonna go out and I'm just gonna wear this and I have people see it work every Monday <laughs> <laughs> but yes this is my plus my plus one bravery uh, thing if I need to oh, yeah. be not nervous this is what I wear <laughs> I love it. I love it. I am a big fan. Um, okay, let's see. So we had an ask my question next from Alec Azam. And mm -hmm. Alec wants to know, is there an RP moment or choice your character made that you wish in hindsight you could redo? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> These so questions. Many. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you think is the funniest monster? <laughs> <laughs> Smash your pass the monster manual. Come Ooh, on. <laughs> I would answer um, uh, just smash or pass uh, is basically just me saying smash to everything and everybody trying to get uh, into the challenge of making me say pass but failing. Just so you're aware. Make it make it your own game. Love yeah. That. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I'm thinking about yeah. that question. The actual question. Our so an RP moment that you wish you could redo. Was, it, was that it or just a, just a, wow. a moment? Yeah, like it, a it was, it yeah. was uh, if there was a moment or choice your character made that you wish in hindsight you could redo. Mm. I don't know. There, yeah, that's a tough yeah. one. That's a really tough giving one. away too much <laughs> in our <laughs> campaign. Um, we're kind of going on a story arc for my bard. Um, she's going to be leaving the campaign. Uh, it's just time to kind of move on to a new character that's more fun. But mm -hmm. um, polymorphing into a T-Rex <laughs> and taking on a small army of drow um, was probably not <laughs> the best idea. And then we split the party. So, um, <laughs> so what started out is like something my halfling bard could totally handle being a T-Rex who then lost concentration and became surrounded by drow at three foot, two inches tall. Um, it ended very quickly and very badly. <laughs> um, so we had to take a side mission to town to bring her back from the dead. Um, and so it's a, a separate story arc to kind of wrap up her story. But um, yeah, casting Polymorph on someone else probably would have been better. <laughs> um, hindsight is always twenty twenty. So That's what they say. I think the only... 
for me personally, there was a there was a, a big collaboration we did with a couple other podcasts that I was helping uh, helping the the DMs run, and then I got to be somebody's sentient weapon, just sort of like at, at the last minute, which was really fun. Um, there, there, there was like a moment where like I it was it was a weird position to be in because I was like co DMing, co playing, like just this sort of weird giant level. 17 crossover with like just some really really amazing people and like I wasn't super like paying attention to the story at that moment because I was like helping getting ready for like this fight and then like my wielder like asked me a, like a very personal question in like in character and I like just sort of was like oh I just sort of like moved on past it and it just it, it could have been a really cool moment but I just because there was other stuff going on I like missed that opportunity and I've I have regretted that in the past. And I'm just trying to think. I think, yeah. Other than that, it's it's all it's all improv, baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's it for me. It's, that's a, that's a yeah, really tough question. I know it is. is I learned to hold like... my yeah. I learned to hold no, no. my character um, loosely. Uh, because I like to have my characters grow with me and the characters that I plan usually in the beginning never turn out the way I usually want them to until like the end and honestly I don't think I regret I mean probably should there's a lot of stuff that I've done that was that had caused chaos in the campaign but yeah. Everybody just knows me as the Chaos Gremlin now, and I think that's fine. I think that's fun. <laughs> I'm predictable in that way, I guess. Predictably unpredictable. Yeah. You know, uh, along oh, the lines ahead. of, like... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, with improv, right? Like, sometimes things that you initially think, like, ooh, maybe that was a mistake, can end up being extremely fruitful. Um, you know, it's kind of a matter of what everyone does, how everyone collaborates. I kind of, in my brain, all I could think of was like when Bob Ross is like, you know, we don't, oh, no mistakes, you know, or if, if something doesn't turn <laughs> out the way you want, you just happy little going. accidents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so happy little accidents, happy little trees is just, uh, I think where I'm coming from on that. But I, I am, I am just like, oh no, <laughs> that happened. That's a, that's a great point though. Cause like, yeah. Whether whether you realize it or not, like TTRPGs are so based in improv, and like if you yeah. can just approach it with the with the attitude of like a yes and mindset, and like my scene partners are gonna do their best to make me look good, and like we all have each other's backs, like it, there yeah there really aren't gonna be many mistakes. It's just like this didn't happen when we thought it was going to, but it opened the door for like this whole other thing, like yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, in just and just reflecting over the past couple of minutes, just to see, like trying to figure out, like, if there's like a moment that I regret. I don't think there's a moment, but of like a choice that I actively made in character, but it, more so, like, I regret not pushing more or like not making decisions more, you know? Like, I'm just sitting here, like, I think, um, that there's like my, the very first streamed game I was a part of, I was just nervous and just too scared to like take the spotlight away from other people and be like that player that like you know pushed too much and um 
So I just didn't, I just didn't make decisions. Um, and I think that was maybe to the detriment of the party a little bit because like your ranger kind of needs to make decisions and, and do all of that. So, um, yeah, I, th I think that's really more so what my regret is, is like not certain actions, but certain inactions. Mm. Because that takes away from the collaborative aspect, as we're saying. Like, we're all building this together, and if somebody's not participating as much as they should, then that that takes away from the fun. So, Matt's here. Oh, Hello. Oh, dungeon glitch. Hello. Hey. Matthew. That's, that's such a hard line to watch. Glitch, let me show off my mug yeah. again. Hello. Yes. yes. Oh. Mug charisma. My mug of charisma it. plus one. Oh, look I've at that. I've got it too. I've got the shirt. Hell yeah. Hey, I've got that shirt too. <laughs> I, I love this shirt. shirt. <laughs> Amazing. Amber, um, I feel like that's that's such an interesting line to walk, though, especially in like live, like performed games mm -hmm. of like just like just the, the balance of like the whole thing. It's like like cause I know I've, I know I've been in that situation too. I'm sure everyone else has been too. Where it's like, oh, I don't want to, I want to, I want to be quiet because this is someone else's moment, and like. It's always good to be conscious of the other players, but yeah, I think I empathize with what you were saying, basically, because that's yeah, it's a tough line to walk. Yeah, definitely can be. And uh, another another oh, unnecessarily elaborate metaphor that I think of all the time is volleyball, right? <laughs> In terms of like you're setting people up bumps that for someone else to spike. Or similarly, you're all on the volleyball team and maybe someone is sick that day. They aren't as agile. You know, something's going on where maybe they are a little more reluctant. Okay, help them out where you can, you know, mm -hmm. and, and another day, maybe it's going to be you that has a twisted ankle or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my, my over elaborate metaphor for it where, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, just that, that teamwork and trying to give much as possible yeah it, it, it it's teamwork making the dream work mm -hmm. <laughs> oh man chat says what's with the sports ball reference sports ball <laughs> i actually you, super you, appreciate I, it because i'm a volleyball mom so <laughs> nice volleyball. nice are y'all uh, are y'all anime fans Oh my god, uh, that's what yes. got my kid into volleyball. Haiku? <laughs> yeah. I literally on my on my laptop right here, as soon as this is done, I'm watching Haiku tonight. I love <laughs> volleyball. Uh, sorry. Sport, I sports talk. I literally had to knit her uh, a Haiku themed hat this year for it's black with the number 10 on it. The tiny giant. Yeah. I know my brother's really into Haiku, <laughs> but like mm. I I just got a Discord message from her. Hi, Q. <laughs> I was I was very very reluctant to start it. Sorry, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to. That's not, all good. Tangent tangent. Us, super reluctant to start it. I have watched that anime more times than any other anime in the world. It's so good. It's Sorry, so good. My my sports anime is Yuri on Ice because also a good God. One. Very good. Yes. It's very good. It's yes. so good. Um. Yes. I just started watching it with my best friend. Uh, oh. I've never watched it, and I had not like I had no expectations coming into it. Okay. Um, and I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, it's very gay." I, I oh, <laughs> yes. First episode, and I was like, "Let's watch a little bit more." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't find the remote. I... Netflix is saying play. Then oh, 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 oh it's well, started. there it goes. Oh, now we have to watch oh, the next oh, one. No. <laughs> Right. Oh, oh damn! 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Well, this is probably a good time for us to pause and take a break. Um, so if we haven't gotten to your question yet, oh, because wow. I know we have quite a few of them in the queue already, we will start up with them as soon as we get back. This will just give everybody a chance to get a drink, let out the dog, hashtag free the pee, all of that good free? stuff. And we will be back. <laughs> free the water shortly. elemental. Yeah, oh, free the water, water elemental. elemental. <laughs> was that? That was Tolomac, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't yes. It yes, it was. Oh my gosh, Tolomac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we will see you guys in just a couple minutes. <laughs> Okay, this is the hardest part of any role-playing game. Who wants to be the dungeon master? I do. Me. Me. Everyone? We could aid a desperate town in their hunt for a savage beast. Or sail to a hidden isle full of talking turtles. I love turtles. Or tracking down a band of pirates to save your best friend. Five DMs, five great ideas. I guess we'll have to play them all. Set sail with us for a podcast adventure full of music, laughter, and friendship on Dice Populi. Listen to these stories and more at DicePopuli.com. And we are back. I hope you all had a good Ooh. break. And um, we were we were just discussing a, a one shot that I am playing in next week called uh, the the game is called I Toaster, and we all play sentient um, uh, kitchen appliances. So, so that should be interesting. The brave um, little toaster. Yeah, I can't that's believe totally you'll the made vibes it. that it gives off is the brave little toaster. So yeah, um, that'll be next Friday over on Todd Mood Bounces channel. I'm super excited about oh, that's that. Amazing. So. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll that box. Uh, oh, dang oh. it! Oh. It's done. We've used it. That's We've it. We've used it. That's it. Oh no! What a throwaway use of it, too. I'm sorry. It's just reflex at this point. Oh man! <laughs> it's like, what a good way to come back. I did say we like, are we are an over 18 channel, so it's okay. Uh, all right, so let's see. We had another Ask My Question next that came up, so we're going to dive right in with that one. Um, and the question is from Vertrox Nightblood, and Vertrox would like to know, who is the favorite DM that you have played with and why? Oh, wow. Right? I know. <laughs> Y'all are... <laughs> Chat is brutal tonight. Like, ask Y'all are on a different level. Favorite DM, wow. Um... I I will gladly answer that. Who's my favorite DM? My favorite DM is Aliza Pearl. Um, and I will always say that she's my favorite DM because she was the one um, that really got me into playing TTRPG after so long. Um, I love all of my other DMs and you know how much I care about you all, but Aliza Pearl is, is my DM. And that's even over my own husband who is a DM. So... I, I don't feel guilty for saying that she's my favorite DM. So if you ever have a chance to, like, um, you know, get her on, you know, join her table, Aliza Pearl, better than my husband. That is the uh, that is the tagline now for Aliza Pearl. I'm going to send her a message <laughs> to make sure she says, uh, like, when she puts out, like, promos and stuff, I am better than your husband. <laughs> Sounds like it's a, a t-shirt. Job. Right? I know it does. <laughs> like her on the front and then on the back. Right. Better than <laughs> Matt, are you still in chat? Get on Matt, that. we're dungeon good. Let's go. Let's I've go. not had Matt as a DM, and I think we should fix that. Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matthew, you're being current, paged. <laughs> right? Um, our current DM, Grace, she's the one who's taking us through Undermountain. I can't tell you how many times she's like, okay, 
I'm totally prepped for the way we were going. And then a goblin runs down a hallway and we're like, squirrel! And totally <laughs> off in a different direction and she just rolls with it so well. We put her through some crazy stuff. So yeah, she's, she's incredible. And if you're watching, Grace, you're awesome. And we love you. <laughs> I, I'm in a similar boat where I, the first person I thought of was our current DM, Sarah Mann. Sarah Mann Comedy on Twitter. Uh, she daps so well too, like you said, when, when the squirrel situation happens, um, but, uh, has created, we're, we're playing, a uh, a, a campaign that takes place, like, in and around a circus, but it's not Witchlight, this is her own invention, um, and it really shows, like, the, there is so much work put into, to the detail, the relationships, and she takes meticulous notes to bring things back several episodes okay. later, which has occasionally bitten me because uh, I, I've, I think I've probably been leaning in to my character not being the brightest as like a reason to not take the best notes. And uh, I should have taken better notes. So. <laughs> I, I'm going back and forth on like being like, I'm going to cheat and say three DMs, but I, I, I don't want to do that if y'all. <laughs> oh, you have four? I have three. But okay. Keep, keep going. Yeah. Okay, but I think I'm going to pare my list down to two. Um, so, hey, it's better than three, David. Uh, so, <laughs> so I'm going to have to say Shane from Fat Magic. Like, not only, I mean, the not only has he created such a beautiful... Yes, call me weak. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Are you not entertained? Everybody gets another one. I'm giving one more. So I, when this is yeah. all done, I'm jumping back in. No, this is, this I, is the last question. We're just giving DM love for the rest of the night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but I'm going to have to say Shane from Fat Magic. Like, Shane, not only has he created this really beautiful, evocative world that, like, you know, it's, it's kind of like every stone you have to unturn because there's something hidden there that could potentially alter the course of the game and it's it's so lovely i mean like again finding a hidden 7-eleven is just like <laughs> huh okay great but like it it gave us like a really cool boon to it just because we got lucky and found the 7-eleven or you know what food pun are we going to find next or you know what heartbreaking moment are we going to pull out next and like i feel like shane also does a really really beautiful job in like pulling out moments that are like really heartbreaking but like essential to character building every single session so i i like even though this is not a stream game you know you can most you know i i it's still a lovely beautiful time like not every great game has to be streamed or you know available for audience consumption it can just be like a private moment between you and your buds you know um but on the same token um i'm gonna have to say carrie smith who um who just like we're we're going through tail nope sorry we're going through deadlands to crossroads right now and she's done this like completely i've not it's it's like the avengers endgame of like ttrpgs where like she built a cast of like 20 22 people and like you know each episode has like a different rotating cast of people and um you exit upon death in 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 deadlands and so you know there there was an episode i was on that had three people there was an episode that i was on that had six 
And there was an episode I was on that had that started with eight, and I don't know where it ended because my character exited, and that episode has already aired, so it's not a spoiler. So, like, <laughs> um, it's... I just unplugged everything. It's okay. I'm gonna fix that. But yeah, I mean, but but not only is that like uh, an incredibly, incredibly like ambitious thing to do, the way that she has she built like abject terror and like every player throughout the entire like it's created some of the best role playing moments I've ever had because she like finds the minute thing that makes you the most scared and like plays into it. And it's it's amazing. If you haven't seen any episode of Deadlands, please do. It's Deadlands Across the Roads on YouTube. It's so fucking good. That f bomb was worth it because it was so good. Um, sorry. So, and if you can play with Carrie, please do it. I cannot stress it enough. She's incredible. Um, so that's it. All right, we're plugging everything back in. All right. Um, all right. <laughs> uh. For me, I, 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 during your conversation or during your answer there, Amber, I, I realized it is four, not three. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> first, Luna, this is a game we played in. Um, Seth from Cheaper by the Dungeon. That was my for answer. The... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you no, want to say that, I'll, no, I'll, I'll move I would on to the next Seth, one. And now David can say the other three. <laughs> okay. You say Seth. So then, well, then kind of in tandem with Seth, uh, because Vertrox. I did a, a thing, an off-air birthday stream with Vertrox Nightblood. Um, he was able to bring back some stuff that Seth did. Like, like in a different world, it was just, there was so much connection there. Phenomenal. Um, but uh, then my, my two other ones, so there's the Seth, Vertrox. Uh, I've had the the, uh, the joy to play with uh, Nick from Scry Society a few times now. Nick Good is, man. like, I have... I have found it very, I've never, I have not, sorry, I'm just trying to find a way to phrase this. Nick can keep up with improv, like, not just like, oh, jokes and stuff, like, like, like story beats. Like, he can, like, take someone's, like, weird-ass joke and weird-ass throwaway comment and, like, turn it into, like, some, like, ec excellent story stuff, like, better than almost anyone I've seen. And that Nick, I think Nick does a phenomenal job. And then, finally, <clears throat> Waffles from Waffles Maple Syrup. Um... I played with Waffles uh, on air on their channel for a Pathfinder game that we did. But then we played a 10 Candles game at PAX Unplugged with Waffles was DMing. And like, it was like, I was there, people from Paradise were there, people from uh, Patch was there, Waffles Maple Syrup was there. It was like this like weird, like very spooky, super epic night where like, like the moment that stands out to me, I, I can see Patch in chat. The moment where, where Patch Patch's character died in that game. Like, all of us were just like, I have never been more afraid in my life. Like, that was the most epic. And, like, Waffles was just, like, spinning the story. And, like, it wasn't even that scary. It was, like, just, like, all that, all that Patch did was, like, get into a car. But, like, the way that it, like, happened was, like, like, Waffles just, like, took this completely improvised moment that none of us had any attachment to that, like, still resonates with me to this day. And it was just like, wow, that is a, a masterful storytelling storyteller right there. And that is, that's my th that's my four. I, I cheated. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We'll let it slide. Um, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say Seth uh, was a blast to play with. Um, David and I got to play in a game together for Pegabins. 
Engaments. Oh, that was I, the best. If, that was a fantastic. If it comes back and I'm not a part of it, I will be the saddest boy in the world. I am pretty sure I've already put dibs in to be in the next one. So yeah. Same. Oh, that was so much fun. Uh, David and I oh. were pizza people, like like Pizza the Hut people. people. Um, yeah. It was amazing. Oh it was so much we're, fun. We're from the, the Pizza Hut Mafia. Yes, we were from the Pizza Hut Mafia. <laughs> Um, and yeah, my character's name was Charity. She wore marinara lipstick. lipstick. Um, it was a fantastic game. Uh, I haven't laughed that hard and yeah. I don't even know Prue how is, long. We were, we, were, we were facing off against Prue and, um, yeah. oh my gosh, it was, yeah. Oh, so good. Um, and then the other person actually that I would say too is, uh, Benjamin, TT Benjamin is a really fantastic storyteller. And um, I've gotten to do uh, a one shot with him before, and was just—he was really, really, just so good. Like you just never um, feel like like it, you just never you feel like he's always one step ahead of you, regardless of what you do. Um, and that's just such a cool feeling, <laughs> you know. Like oh, he was ready for that. Okay, well. <laughs> Well, since we're all listening multiples, the DM from our home game is awesome, too. So, Peyton, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> um, my, my additional one is uh, the Noir Enigma. Um, I love uh, playing with him. Uh, he was actually the first one to ever uh, play. I, I actually played with him uh, Avatar for the first time when mm. it was just starting, and it was so much fun. But the one thing that I can remember was on Thanksgiving... We played um, Urban Shadows, second edition, and it was just supposed to be a short one shot. And, you know, just because a lot of people that, you know, were like sat on Thanksgiving and we weren't really doing anything. But it, it became a seven hour game because we just couldn't stop playing in that world. And it was so good. So if you ever, ever have a chance to play with the Noir, Enig the Noir Enigma. That is another um, DM that I could totally 100% vouch for. And also Lisa Pearl, who is better than my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Duly noted. Duly noted, yes. <laughs> All right, let's see the next. Also, Sean from Paradise. I just oh, wanted yeah. to throw that Yes, chat, <laughs> chat was throwing that one out there, too. So, yeah, yeah. good call. Uh, All right, let's see. Next question we have is from... Uh, this one comes from Patch. Hi, Patch. We're jumping Hello, way back Patch. up because we had a couple come in uh, as Ask My Question Next. Patch wants to know, if you could play a TTRPG game in any established IP, what would you pick? Assuming there are no legal issues, of course. Man, I... I just so posted I, this, this is... question on Twitter the other day, or a similar question on Twitter the mm. other day, and like I literally had to mute the responses. Mm. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the same answer because I think I answered on that on Twitter, but... Uh, I'm a, a very, very large Brandon Sanderson fan. If any of you haven't read Brandon Sanderson, and please do, just phenomenal, phenomenal writer. Uh, but his series, uh, The Stormlight Archives, it's like this world where, like, the best way to describe it is, like, imagine the world was completely covered in water, and then the water receded. So it's like, everything's like coral, kind of. But like, it, it's, it's weird. Really, really cool. Uh, but this is also kind of a cheat because for my little brother's bachelor party, I DM'd a game that took place in uh, uh, Brandon Sanderson's world, Avatar world, and Dota, the defense of the Dota 2 world. <laughs> and the moment we were able to get to Brandon Sanderson's world was the most epic, most fun. Like, the magic system there is so much fun, and 
yeah, if y'all haven't read it, please do. But the being able to play in the the, the world of Roshar uh, from Stormlight Archives is choice. That's it. I'm super biased because my best friend is in the middle of writing a fantasy trilogy and has already basically told me that I can license it for TTRPG content when she's done with it. So I'm a little biased and I'm going to go with that one. Um, Yeah, once the book comes out, I'll probably be pushing it hard on her behalf. But uh, yeah, Uh, drop her a follow on uh, on, on Twitter. I think she's Tevinter Soldier on Twitter. So... (laughs) What was that? Tevinter Soldier, as in like Tevinter as in Dragon Age, and Soldier like Winter Soldier. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> my, my one would have to be two. Uh, the first one is a Percy Jackson world. Oh. I just want to. Yes. I just. I just want to be a, a demigod with my dad being eighties. Is that so hard? I just want no. that to be one of my stories. And uh, the other one uh, is an Artemis Fowl world because those are the books that I grew up reading. Nice. Those are the two APs that I, IPs that I would gladly like move mountains to play uh, in. Uh, so Percy Jackson and Artemis Fowl. Those are, are the ones. Those would be are amazing. There? I don't think there's a Percy Jackson one. There's are. definitely not an Artemis Fowl one. That's. I've seen that it floating like around Universe Twitter. Thing. That a few people are throwing the idea around and kind of maybe starting to write something. Um, That's but awesome. yeah. For Percy Jackson, anyway. I've seen that one. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? So um, good. For me, it would be two. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the Sword of Truth series. Mm-hmm. If anyone's familiar. Yeah. Uh, to be a Mord Sith would be amazing. <laughs> um, what? Oh my god. Ray- I know. Oh my god. I want to be that so bad. And then um, the oh, I can't even think of what it's called. It's um, it's like Harry Potter for, for vampires. Oh, oh. Vampire, uh, vampire Academy. V- very Potter. Vampire <laughs> Academy. I have that or... in my bookshelf. Is it an anime? Vampire Academy. Ooh. No, it's not. <laughs> Hang on, I got the. I have the books on my bookshelf. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I'm just. I'm just like. How? Because I've read Vampire Academy. It's bad. It is. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. It's one of those things that I couldn't put down. Yeah, I like exactly. Bad stuff. <laughs> I was. I read Vampire Academy in between like Twilight releases. So yeah, like. Yeah, that seems <laughs> right. That's that's a theme. <laughs> The House of the Night series. Oh. Those! Yeah, yes. okay. Yes. 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 That. That sounds much better than Vampire Academy. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, then there's also um, the Shadowhunter series. Yeah. Mm. That would be amazing to play, too. So. Yep. Those are my three. On a totally ridiculous <laughs> side, I think a Hell's Kitchen AP would be a lot of fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's, oh my gosh, so, yes. Kitchen nightmares. Heard of, um, mm-hmm. heard of Dungeon in a Box? Yes. They, I, I've been subscribed to them for a long time, and they were, they, they, they just released a one-shot where, where it's a cooking show one-shot, and you have to like go find all your your ingredients and then cook it and the judges are like very Gordon Ramsay-esque and it's like this uh, sucks so basically it's food wars yeah it, <laughs> sorry is it 
I just thought of that when you said that. But no, keep... no, it's oh. fine. I wrote a Great British Bake Off game, like, oh my god, over a year ago now? Before I even, like, joined the TTRPG community, I wrote a Great British Bake Off game, Amazing. so... Um, it's on my itch.io. Um, anyway. <laughs> if you ever want to run that, let me know. I actually want to run it on my channel at some point. So, David, like, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you Can I be in Paul line. Hollywood? Please, please, please. Uh, the can DM I, is Paul. Be... Paul but if you, play Paul Holly, <laughs> if you want to play Paul Hollywood as one of the contestants, absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I James Acaster having a meltdown. Yes, I had somebody yeah, as actual actor. British actor Henry Cavill and used that full title. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Cavill. Oh my goodness. Um, my answer would be um, A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah Moss. Um, I'm reading through A Court of Mist and Fury now, and it's so trashy and horny, but like, I would love this. I would love this as Monster Hearts. I would love this as Monster Hearts. Please, for the love of God, can I have some. This is Monster Hearts. Um, that's it. Um, but also, um, <laughs> um, like, Word of Thorns and Roses, if you didn't know, is like, it's it's a retelling of um, Beauty and the Beast, but like in in fairy. So, um, you know, everyone's some kind of like, you know, like, it's mostly based around like fairy lore, but also it's super horny. Um, so <laughs> I yeah, it's 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 goofy. It's not like super well written, but God, it it gets the job done. Um, but also, I feel like Blades in the Dark set in the. I feel like no, Blades no. in the Dark set in the Grishaverse, like um, Shadow and Bone, all of that yeah, makes definitely. the most sense. Like, come on, can we? <laughs> um, so yeah, please give me my like trash young adult fiction novels, please. Yes. <laughs> um similar well i haven't read the the book or books it was based on but did anyone see the series uh jonathan strange and mr norrell no I've but i've heard, heard of it that, i've heard of that yeah it was so good uh, but basically in in that there are sort of these two competing traditions of magic and all set in um in england during the napoleonic wars and so can magic be used as a, a, a weapon of war, or how how do these magicians function, and what who who do, who does magic belong to, um, and and there's also like a world of the fae and everything else. It's just one of those things where when it comes to uh, a, an IP that has just so much room for uh, you know RP and and going on like going into certain rabbit holes and everything else like there's just it, i think it could be really fruitful um uh, however i will say my very first impulse when i heard that question was uh the television show, show scream queens i would love to do a, a scream queens role-playing game i just the idea just popped into my head uh i would like to play in the setting of the island from lost but actually like Ooh. not Ooh. make it suck at the end <laughs> Ooh, good we, I haven't, I haven't even watched Lost, and I know that ending sucked. <laughs> it, I feel like dang. that would be really cool in Ten Candles. That would. That's a. Yep. 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 yep, yep, yep. Have I'm you all gonna, played Ten Candles? I have not. Sword. Sword of what? Destiny. Destiny. The Witcher. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna play in The Witcher. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's on my I'm, list too. 
I'm going to throw <laughs> a kind of random one out there. But I feel like maybe this is because I'm, a, I'm a, a goofy person who is also a child at heart. But I feel like a TTRPG set in the world of the Lego movies would be yes. very <laughs> fun. So I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you can God. do whatever. Like it just. I think it'd be very fun. You I don't, don't have the weapon you need, so you build it with Legos. You, you build it. Like, Amazing. You, you build everything you need. Yeah, I think it'd be very fun. Here's here's another world that uh, a friend of mine is already building, and I'm going to say it because I'm really excited for it. Um, have any one of you read Animorphs? Yes. <laughs> Yes, that is the world. We are a friend of mine, uh, Nomadic, um, is gonna start a campaign, and I am so excited because Animorphs is like the reason why I'm broken inside, and (laughs) it's also the reason why I know all about red tailed hawks and thermals (laughs) and you know, pork bajir. Um, (laughs) but yeah. Animorphs can... is also a world. <laughs> I, I love... Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was going to say, you can say one of those characters' names and make everyone cry, and you instantly know who's read the books. Yeah. Tobias. Yeah. <laughs> Tobias. Be still. Tobias. Be still. Tobias. Also, Be... Rachel makes me cry. Literally, yeah. all of them make me cry. Um... <laughs> I used to have a Tumblr account that's just TTRPG... Well, it's just text roleplay of Marco because, <laughs> you know, Tumblr. Because <laughs> Tumblr, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I saw oh, so many of those books, it's not even funny. <laughs> I've been doing Just some... let me delete my, let me delete my, sh- like, sh- John Locke uh, Tumblr blog really quick. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one will ever find my Marco um, Tumblr. It still exists out there, um, but I, I will never delete it, but you will never find it. You will <laughs> never find my Marco Tumblr. <laughs> so that's the mission for the rest of the night. Yeah, I feel like there's there's 33 people plus all of us who are about to go on a, a very intense hunt. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I've been doing some, just some thoughts for different uh, TTRPG systems. And I, I have like this like kind of cowboy sword and magic system. Basically, what I'm trying to get is I think it'd be really cool. Like on on the animorphs thing, I love the idea of doing like we're playing D and D. Everyone can be whatever class they want, but you're also all a druid. Like you have like right. wild shape. You can do that. You can be a war a warlock who can also wild shape. Like I think like like for like I'm doing this like Western one where it's like everyone is a gunslinger, but also you can be whatever the hell like you want to be I don't, I, that, that just reminded me of that i think that that's a really fun idea of like mixing and matching and bringing in different like yes. abilities for for players to to mess around with see i hear gunslinger and i un- instantly think of the dark tower because mm-hmm. yeah that performance was brilliant <laughs> i love that movie so good that was idris elba right yes yeah, yeah. the scene so where he just lifts the gun and he's like shh Mm-hmm. That right mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. that's just like the whole movie. <laughs> Idris, Elba is, uh, Idris Elba is just magic anyway, so... What a yeah. beautiful man. I, I didn't realize I'd have a crush on... Um, what was that? That Sonic character that he's voicing? Knuckles? Oh, Knuckles? Wait, hold on. Yes. Hold on. Like, hold on. Back this like... up. <laughs> what? Yeah. 
Idris Elba is playing Knuckles. 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 Yes, yes. He was not <laughs> voiced by Alan Tudyk. Before he, uh, when he, it was just announced that, you know, Knuckles, he was playing Knuckles, yeah. he also said, like, don't worry, I'm not going to make it sexy. And then we watched the trailer. I'm like, so you like, lied, Knuckles. You lied, you. Very, <laughs> but, like, that like, begs why? the question can he, can he be not sexy? I don't no. think it's possible. I don't think it's possible. No, it's not. I have yet it's to not. witness it. No, the, yeah. the, the trailer where Knuckles, do you think I need your power? <laughs> yes, I know. Sorry, stop it. Knuckles, <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Or him as Heimdall. Oh. oh. Also, <sighs> tangent, best best of the Marvel movies, Rag, Thor Ragnarok. And then yes, throw in... Yes, and <laughs> Jackie, Jackie Harry, yes, she did. Yes, she did. <laughs> yes. Oh, incredible, iconic. Thank you, Shan. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Thor Ragnarok, this is my favorite Lego set, but I have the actual Thor Ragnarok. What, what, it's the the, the, pleasure, oh, the pleasure ship the or whatever. It's, ship, yeah. <laughs> it's my I, birthday. I was gonna say that song had me rolling, laughing. Oh my gosh. Also, like another with, uh, like. Just great performance. Um, shit. Uh, oh, whoa. Who played the... <laughs> what? The name is... That's a Thompson. No, no, no. Amazing. Amazing. I'm, but the, uh, the I'm Grand just throwing names. Jeff Goldblum as himself. Jeff Goldblum as himself. As himself. He pretty much plays himself now. I was going to say, yeah, he's always Jeff Goldblum as himself. He may have a different name, but it's always the same name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Himself. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm for it. Let him play himself. He's he's a fantastic man. He's earned you want to talk about people who can't turn off the sexy Jeff Goldblum? Like mm. honestly, but like, but like, a weird, like a weird, like a weird. Do you guys character. remember the That's Disney Plus show that he had, and he was just talking about sneakers? And yep. I was like, <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. I guess this is happening. All Jeff Goldblum has an. Jeff Goldblum has an episode of Hot Ones that like I just watch when I just want my like condensed like jeff goldblum fix and i'm like okay yeah all right yep i i this man makes no sense but god i want him okay i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> two points my... one, one would be i don't know if you've seen uh jeff goldblum reads thirst tweets about himself oh. yes. but it's, oh, god. it's so good um, is incredible. The other thing is so uh jeff goldblum is from pittsburgh and i went to the university of pittsburgh for undergrad I remember there was like this CD record shop, whatever. And if you went to the back in the corner underneath the security camera was a picture of Jeff Goldblum from the fly looking like it said underneath, <laughs> like, don't steal. Jeff Goldblum's watching you. <laughs> nice. I think my favorite part about Jeff Goldblum is it always seems like he's on the verge of laughing just at how awesome he is. <laughs> it's just like. No, you know, you, you know. My favorite Jeff Goldblum appearance was when he guested on Friends. Oh, yeah. That was like the best. Like, I know he's done a lot of really good ones, but whenever mm. I'm at that episode where he appeared on Friends, it was just, it's the best. I watch That's it joy. all the time. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I like I, I just, I can't let go of, of Jeff. And I'm like, uh, Earth Girls Are Easy is <laughs> just... Uh, I don't know. I, I I just remember. I remember the first time I saw it. Um, I was just like, "This movie 
is insane on more levels than I can understand. Why is it a musical? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I guess I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad this is happening, but I'm so confused. And Jeff mm. Goldblum is, uh, woo! And so is Gina Davis. <laughs> so is everybody. Jurassic Park. Oh, of course. Of yeah. Course. Of course. I love, I love movies that are, are sneaky musicals. Yeah. Where you're like, yes. you're That's watching the whole thing, you're like, we're singing? I'm fine with it. It doesn't make any sense, but like, I'm here for it. <laughs> Actually, that's a TTRPG. That's also okay. All right. Provide the dungeon. Go with me here. Go with me here. Go with me here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Phantom of the Opera, the TTRPG. <gasps> yes. Oh. Oh. That would be fun. Be you might fun. actually get me to sing on camera then. <laughs> I haven't sung D live. D David, yes. No, I'm, si okay. I'm signing up. This is this is. Okay. All I right. Want. Well, yeah. let me let me. Okay. All right, Ella. Ella, yeah. I'll, I'll make like, a list. Sure okay, hold on. Here is in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll just bring Very this much. table oh, back I together. Phantom, yes. and I don't sing. <laughs> well, okay. To be fair, to be fair, did did Dry Butler sing in the movie? No. Yes. yes he he spoke to. Okay. Hold on. Uh, I mean, I could uh, just be the speaker, uh, and then I have somebody else singing in the background. You could be, you could be the auctioneer at the very beginning. Lot six six five. Then. Okay. This is this is my this is a tangent. So I I was in the magical choir at my high school. Ooh, big fancy. And so like we did a we did a workshop once with the then musical music director of Phantom of the Opera, the the broad like the the actual Broadway production and not the national oh. tour. And he was um he was also the like on the casting panel for the Broadway, I mean, for, excuse me, for the movie, movie. And he was like, I campaigned so hard for Gerard Butler to not play the Phantom because he could not sing a lick. He just yelled in pitch. <laughs> he oh. just yelled. I just, I just remember that, that moment is like forever grained in my brain. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure so, before. I mean, that's a talent too, right? You yeah, know, like in it pitch, is. I feel like I'm Yeah. Really, yeah. I'm definitely as a tone uh, deaf person. I can't sing, so I I, I respect the yelling and. I am definitely Same. way way biased towards the Broadway production versus the mm -hmm. movie production. Also, because the movie got the chandelier crash in the wrong spot. Yes. <laughs> so there, but yes, I've seen it. I've seen it in theater, like on stage three times, and I'm like, I can't get enough. <laughs> it's, it's a really good like live show like mm -hmm. they they did they do really well yeah I, oh was it oh god was it 300 that gerard butler was in before phantom or was it was it reversed this it is was he, it was he was in phantom first like and then as soon as he finished filming phantom he was filming 300 which sorry i i i <laughs> that was that movie came out when i was like 16, 17, I was like, this is the best movie of all time. That's all I want to say. I love 300. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a ridiculous testosterone run of just, well, what? I like, won't tell you who I, I was when it came out, because that will tell you just how much older than you I am. <laughs> I was going to say, God, I feel old now. Right? <laughs> I'm probably wrong. Maybe I was like 28 when it came out. I forget. I yes, know. you were 28, <laughs> because I was pretty close to 28, too. <laughs> what, what year did 300 come out? 2007. 2006, 7? 2000. 
were there? 2000? I was like, 2000? That's so early. Uh, 2007, maybe. 2007. 2007. Okay. Yeah. I was married yeah. with two kids. Yeah. <laughs> I was married with a kid on the way. <laughs> I was in the eighth grade when the Phantom of the Opera movie came out. I'm just saying. <laughs> you poor baby. I think I was uh, 18. Uh, I, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to do math and I'm like, uh, math. Uh, I, I was I a similar I, age I pulled up with a calculator. You. Yeah, we a talked about that before the stream, remember? That we're all bad I, at math I, I, and that's I why we play TTRPGs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Patchy just but, answered uh, that in, in chat. I, I do remember though, is like, so, uh, as a tween, I was obsessed with like the Lord of the Rings and in the movies, for whatever reason, I just latched on to Faramir. He was the one I paid attention to. So when he was in 300, I was like, oh good, Faramir's here. And yeah. that was most of what I remembered. The rest of the movie was just like, uh... Is, his 300, the, the TTRPG? Oh, please. Sorry. Sure, why not? I'm, I'm signing up for them. Too. I'm bringing it back to the question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's get back to the question. I'm sorry. We've, we've gone wildly <laughs> off of the rails here. I mean, I didn't stop you, so... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, wait, last thing. Faramir's last speech in 300 still gives me goosebumps, where he's just, like, talking about, like, what... That's it. Sorry. Questions. <laughs> Questions. I know. I'm like, well, crap, we're just about out of time. Um, so I'm going to ask this one last question, because it's really, really short. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and easy to answer. Um so the the question comes in from Shan, and Shan would like to know how much Pathfinder Two E have you have you all played? <laughs> zero. What yeah. a great question. Also zero. <laughs> it's to make me play it, and it did not work. I, so I would maybe like play it. Five. I would really like to play it. I've it's a it's I've a very played I I was playing first edition when two point uh, when uh, second edition came out, and um. And we consciously made the decision not to change at that point because it was a streamed mm -hmm. game. So I never got the opportunity. I was in two Pathfinder 1E campaigns at the time, and both of them said, nope, we're not going to change. And I was like, well, shit. And <laughs> now I don't play any Pathfinder games. So <laughs> I played one mini campaign of Pathfinder with Waffles Maple Syrup. And it's a, it's a very, or Pathfinder 2E, yeah. it's a very fun system. It's very numbers heavy, but like, like there's 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 a number for everything. Like you, which is really cool. It's like I want to try to do X, Y, and Z to like climb up the ladder and launch the water balloons off the top. Like they're like, oh yeah, we have a number for that, which is which is cool. Um, and I think for my experience with it, playing it with a, an expert of Pathfinder Two E. Uh, waffles maple syrup because that's, that's what they play normally yeah um that was extremely helpful um it's it's fun i i like the i like the the, the combat system in it. like the three everyone gets three actions and you can kind of do you can cast three spells if you wanted to or you could move three times or you could attack three times whatever i think that's a, a fun way to to do it it is very crunchy though it's a very crunchy system yeah Right. Uh, well, not a bad. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm I just got asked to be part of a Pathfinder 2e one shot like literally over the week, so yeah, I'm gonna do it. I just like I know nothing about it. 
I don't know. I don't even have a, a iota of where to start. So, I think what um, what made me really have a hard time, sort of, with it, um, was because of I had like choices. Um, I had so many choices to make my characters, and sometimes if you have so much choices, you freeze, yeah. and that's Choice what process. happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I just had such a hard time choosing my because I'm usually very simple when it comes to like um, D and D. Like I only play one character. I don't multi-class because I want to be perfect in one game. That's why I've been playing rogue all this time. I'm going through all the different rogues. Um, it was just like with Pathfinder. There's so much choices, but I do think that given like certain circumstances, I think I could get into um, Pathfinder. If someone was willing to be patient with me and my uh, non-mathy brain, you should hit up Waffles Maple Syrup. They were they made it very, very easy and like very and very story focused, which I've heard a lot of times is not necessarily the case with Pathfinder. It's like much more like the the, the hardcore D and D people are like, this is the rules and the numbers, and like because there's so many numbers in Pathfinder. But like Waffles Maple Syrup did it excellently. The, so I found good. I found Pathfinder First Edition to feel a lot like D and D three point five. Like mm. I mean, it was essentially change up some of the names of things, and you know, and it was pretty much a copy pasta. But uh, <laughs> but like in a good way, I enjoyed it. I really liked playing it because I learned how to play D and D with three point five. So somebody tried to teach me D D 3.5 and i just couldn't focus there was so much information i'm yeah, like i don't fair. even know what i'm looking at right now oh my gosh yeah that's what? fair well can i ask we... a question yeah go ahead sorry i know you're trying to end it just real yes, quickly what are all of i am no go ahead <laughs> what what are what are all of y'all's like favorite systems to 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 play in like i know that can be a big question but like like quickly what would what would that be uh currently right now i'm obsessed with power by the apocalypse um i love power by the apocalypse i've played uh, a lot of different uh power by the apocalypse games um right now the one that i'm uh trying to build is uh an urban shadows game but we're we're trying to make it so that it's a sort of sitcom world uh <laughs> so basically like if you watch a lot of sitcoms like friends or how i met your mother or all mm -hmm. all of that it's basically that and i've called it uh monsters um and it's awesome i'm i'm really excited to like build that but yeah power by the apocalypse is such a great um such a great system, and it's it's currently what one of my favorite systems right now. How I found you, I remember this now. That's how I found you because you had the casting call out, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit! I can't make a whole campaign, but maybe I can be the grumpy neighbor at some point." Oh my god, I love! <laughs> Thank you for making that because that's amazing, amazing. Um. Also, PBTA, my favorite. I, I, because I'm a LARPer, it, it just like if it, it allows for that more like flexible storytelling that um, that I like to see in LARP or you know in other games. And I think, but if I'm gonna call out like a game specifically, this isn't like purely powered by the apocalypse, but it's tinged with it. Is um, Visigoths versus Mogoths, and it's my favorite game. Period. <laughs> Um, but basically, like, that game asks the question, or answers the question, what if actual Visigoths from, you know, 
that time in history were magically teleported to 90s LA and they were all bisexual and all wanted to both attack slash kiss each other. Um, so I, I actually ran that one shot with several folks, um, including Matt from Dungeon Glitch, um, mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, and it was a lot of fun. So I highly recommend it. Um, I really enjoy the quest system for the fact that it can be so, yeah, it can allow for a lot of RP without having to focus on numbers. Um, I'm also getting to know the Mothership RPG, and I am really kind of a fan of that, mostly because it's a genre that's well outside of my typical, uh, I, most of the stuff I've played has been heavy fantasy, and this is sci-fi horror. So uh, it's I'm really excited about you know getting more opportunity to play that. I did a one shot uh, of it a few weeks ago, and now I'm currently playing a play by post uh, game of it, uh, and uh, I'm excited. I have to learn how to pilot a ship. Holy crap! Um, yeah. So no, it's fun. I will say I want to learn other systems, but I've only played D and D. Huh. What's wrong with that? It's <laughs> a no, great system. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'm in a similar boat. Uh, I've done a handful of like uh, independent one shots that have been really cool, mm. uh, and you know I enjoy D and D. I think probably because it's how I first started playing tabletop RPGs. Vampire the Masquerade will always have such a special oh. part of of my heart, um, and uh, I don't know my. My Toreador was uh, was really good at mind control. It was fun. So <laughs> the the mind control uh, mechanics I was fascinated by. But anyway, yeah, uh, Vampire of the Masquerade. See, that's when uh, I see all over, and I would love to try it. <laughs> I really, I'm a big fan of the uh, Fate system. Yeah, Fate is really fun. yep. So, yeah, I, well, just because like the like. I love the stuff they do in Fate with like session zeros, where it's like everyone's connected, yeah, whether you want to be or not. Like, yeah. and I think that's I think that's really really fun. And like Monster of the Week, Fate. I, I mean, they're all really good at the end of the day. Oh, but, like, I know another one, <laughs> uh, David. I'm I'm pretty certain you've played it, Aether and Steamworks. Mm. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah, Aether <laughs> and Steamworks is the best best TTRPG system hands down. Ty. Yeah. Uh, Actually, can we go back to a question like six questions ago? Sure. Ty is another one of the best DMs I've ever, yes. I've ever played with. Yep. Yeah, definitely. That's it. That's it. I'll That's be quiet it. Now. Okay. <laughs> uh, Great. Well, this has been Tales from the Tavern. I'm going to stop oh, right no. now before anybody else gets a chance to say anything. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. Um, we do we do need to start wrapping up. I want to give everybody a chance to go around again and just remind us of uh, of who you all are and uh, and where where we can find you all on social media. So we'll go in the reverse order of when we started. And Amber, we will start with you this time. I'm Amber. I call myself the uh, TTRPG Swiss Army Knife because I do way too many things. You can find me at Twitter at the Space Jamber, um, like at the the '90s movie, and then Burr. Um, <laughs> I I just do a lot. Um, so please hang out with me. I cultivate. I I, uh, I have a cozy stream on Tuesdays. 
um and we're gonna have a good time thanks love you for thanks for having me again luna yay, yay. thanks for coming back it's it was awesome to have yeah. you as always yeah and um we we still have to get that uh that crash lands part two off the ground so you know oh yeah we gotta do oh yeah <laughs> yeah yes I named myself after the movie yeah yeah okay <laughs> amazing uh all right um ella I am Ella Harper, or the Geeky Seamstress. You can find me on Twitter at Sewing Geekiness, um, Instagram at the Geeky Seamstress underscores in between. Um, uh, my business is Gear Gaming Three Six Five, so you can find out all about us at www.geargaming365.com. Um, that is also where you can find everything I make. Um, the seamstress in my name is exactly what it sounds like so um everything from dice bags to cosplay i do commission as well so um yeah that's pretty much it i have um something exciting coming up on tuesday so if you're not following me now make sure to get somewhere on my socials to not miss that because it's gonna be awesome yeah i'm super excited um well thank you for coming back and hanging out again it was great to have yeah you. thanks for having me this is a lot of fun yeah uh emily <laughs> Oh, hi, I'm Emily. Uh, this is my first time here, so I'm stoked to be here. This was so fun. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at I want it that gray. Uh, so it's like I want it that way, but the color gray. Um, and uh, I am on the uh, show Critical Drinking, which is uh, Dungeons and Dragons 5e meets uh, drinking or exercise challenges, uh, depending upon how, how you approach it. Uh, yeah, that that's uh, that's all I got. Oh, we have we have a, a really exciting handful of guests coming up in the coming weeks uh, as well. So um, if you like surprise guests, uh, that's that's going to be what the future holds for us. But I, I can't say much more without getting murdered by the DM. So <laughs> thank you, everyone. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. It was so great to get to know you a little bit, and and uh, it was likewise. Really nice likewise, to, yeah, it was really nice to meet you, uh, David Tilstra. Hello. My name is David Tilstra. I am the Dungeon Master uh, from Afar Podcast. We are a bi-weekly D&D 5e actual play. Dang, got it right that time. Uh, <laughs> we have recently started uh, streaming video game uh, playthroughs and just random video games we're playing on Twitch. Uh, I'm a voice actor. You can see me on, or sorry, <laughs> you can hear me on games like The Airborne Kingdom and other that's it. I, I was going to say other games, but that's it. That's the only game I've been on. Um, and yeah, uh, come hang out with us. We try to just make you all smile and laugh, and that's pretty much it. So thank you guys for all being here tonight, chat, and cast. This has been very, very fun. You all are, <laughs> you all are excellent and top tier in my book. Thank you so much. And we will hopefully we get a chance to collab in the future. Definitely. That was future. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Shortening all the words now. Yeah. Um, well, David, a pleasure to have you. And uh, and I will talk in a minute about uh, the next time you're going to be making an appearance on this stream. So, uh, Gliza. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, I'm Gliza. I'm the third culture kid of your nightmares. I'm a podcast host. I'm a writer. I'm a streamer. But hey, you're here for TTRPG. So if you enjoyed my presence and want to find me on Mondays, I am on Twitch.tv Chatterbox AVA playing Darla on Somehow Human. It is an Urban Shadow second edition actual play. Darla is a demon possessed, uh, tainted, but their demon has a crush on her. So I'm sure that's going to be okay and not at all problematic. On Tuesdays, 
I'll be playing Mass Effect, the space shooting dating sim on my own channel, Classical Gliza. Uh, every other Wednesdays, I play Alicia Lionor on Gods of Color on uh, twitch.tv Kira858. Alicia is a demigod nerd obsessed with dragons. So it's just me minus the demigod part. Uh, on Thursdays, I play Moira, a scholar who is suddenly a space ninja because of space magic with Esper Genesis Revelations at Twitch.tv Atomic Zero. On Friday, I play Lady Salome on Thala Unbound on Twitch.tv The Bear Pen. Lady Salome is my drow noble warlock that just wants to see what the world is without the support of their very supportive parents. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, hey, I'm free. What? That is the first time that has happened in a couple of months. Um, I haven't been free during the weekends in such a long time. So I'm going to celebrate that by having more projects. Uh, so keep an eye on at Classical Gliza on Twitter because that's all, that's really where I make all of my announcements there. And occasionally I am a little bit hilarious and I think I'm a delight sometimes. Um, thanks, Luna. Thanks, everybody, for having me. I had such a great time. Awesome. Well, it was Thank so you, great Luna. to have oh you. Gosh. Thank you all for coming on and hanging out. This has been a blast. Uh, I am Gamer Mom Luna. This has been Tales from the Tavern. We are here every Sunday night except for last week. So if you are like, oh my God, I missed it. You didn't miss it. I wasn't here. I was in Boston for the night. So yeah. Um, and uh, and we will be here every, every Sunday night between now and May. Uh, coming up in May, be on the lookout for the 100th episode celebration. So that will be very, very exciting. And then coming up in June... David, David, uh, and Wolf's Blood and Big Bees and I have already started collaborating for the season four premiere of Tales from the Tavern, which is going to be a fundraiser for uh, for a very great cause. That's name is escaping me right now again. I got you. I got you. I got you. Got I have it pulled up. <laughs> you got uh, me. The World Central World, Kitchen. World Central Kitchen. Yeah. Yes. Uh, World Central Kitchen, which uh, uh, if you haven't heard right now, is providing meals to uh, people who are fleeing Ukraine. Uh, they also provide food for people who are trying to um, recover from natural disasters and things like that all over the world they've been in Brazil they're in Poland right now trying to help uh, people getting out of Ukraine so so what better way to celebrate the world's central kitchen than with an episode of Tales from the Tavern modeled after hot ones so we are going to do an episode of hot ones right here where we're still gonna answer all your TTRPG questions while eating very very hot sauces and I'm definitely taking the day after Amazing. off. And we're all really excited about it. So uh, so we are still looking for two more guests for that. So if you are interested and like hot sauces, uh, let me know. Because we have two <laughs> seats to fill on that episode. And, I, um, I just saw Dungeon Glitch yep, respond. Yep. Get, get them on. Matt, Matt, Matt you're on. You're I'm in. calling it right now. <laughs> Matt, you're in. <laughs> you know... Luna, I have something like 20 different hot sauces in my kitchen, and as much as I hate spicy food... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, David, Lissa says she's ready. Bring them all. Bring them all. Let's go. I'm a vegetarian, and I can't do hot sauces. Let's do this thing. <laughs> yeah, so I, we'll, uh, we'll, run... we'll chat. Hit me up uh, Hit me up in a DM somewhere, either on uh, on Discord or Twitter or whatever, and uh, and we'll figure something out. Um, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll skip the whole layover and it'll just be a giant Discord chat of a whole bunch of us. That could be a ton of fun. Um, so fun. anyway, yes. Uh, also, as mentioned, next week uh, I will be doing a one-shot over on Todd Moonbounce's channel next Friday. You can see me playing a sentient electric water kettle, uh, and uh, her name is Aqua. 
and we're playing the game I Toaster, so that will be a lot of fun. And let's see, what else? I have something else coming up on Saturday. Um, I should have had my calendar pulled up, but I forgot all about it. And uh, Saturday, next Saturday, I have a one-shot coming up. Uh, I will have more details about that. We're actually doing all of our character planning this week. Coming up on the 15th, I will be in a Pokemon one-shot over on Big Bees's channel. <laughs> Happen to be playing that one with the one and only David Tilstra. And uh, so, yeah, so we're going to we're gonna be playing Pokemon trainers. I just, and, I just bought my cosplay. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good time. I'm really excited about that. Uh, and then on Friday the 18th, I will be a guest on 4DM's One Idea. They were okay with the fact that I don't ever DM. So there will be more details coming out about that uh, as it gets a little bit closer. But yeah, so some fun stuff that's a little off schedule for me, and I'm really looking forward to that. In the meantime, we are going to go uh, drop a raid over on my good friend, Ton Moonbounce, who is currently playing Mothership, as I mentioned earlier before. Yes. So let's all go over there and say hi, and we will, uh, we will see you all next Sunday night. Have a great evening, everybody. Thanks, chat. Y'all are amazing. Thank you, Luna. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Luna. Thanks Thank you. all of you. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Tales from the Tavern. You can catch this podcast recorded live every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv forward slash GamerMomLuna. All of our questions come directly from chat, so we never really know what to expect when we go live. If you ever have a question or would like to add something to the conversation, feel free to reach out on Twitter at GamerMomLuna and use the hashtag TFTT. You may just get to hear it answered. Thanks so much. I should go. <laughs>